Hey there, we're those sci-fi guys, and this is that those sci-fi guys show. Just two working dudes, different lives, different jobs, but a whole lot of love for science fiction and the fun that comes with. We are your hosts. I am PS McKay, and I too and am an annoying am an annoying cousin. Hang it. And I'm annoying for that reason. Well, we all have annoying family members, and in some ways, you're one of mine. <laughs> I'm deep. Uh, it, it cuts and deep. Zing. It, it still cuts deep. <laughs> so, how are things going, DT? They're going. Yeah. Do uh, you have a good weekend? No, it wasn't bad. We uh, We really spent most of the time just kind of enjoying the weekend uh you know saturday we uh we had uh, my parents over for a a brunch and then we went out the five of us and we went out uh down by the water into rhode island and then uh sunday was mostly chill but you know had um Ran a couple of small errands, but still just kind of hung out, and it was nice to get a chance to have kind of a, a slower-paced weekend, so to speak. That's nice. That's good. It's good. Um, you guys had uh, lunch. I don't know if you had lunch there, but your parents certainly had lunch at the place I used to ride my bike by every day in the summer. Yes, I I saw your note. Yeah. Uh, There's a bike path that goes all the way down there from my old town uh, that I moved to. (laughs) And uh, I literally, I would ride my bike, you know, it would be like a 15, 20 mile bike ride. But I'd ride my bike down there. That's my half point. And I rode by that restaurant every day, never thought to go in it. Mm. Not once. Now, I don't know if it was high school me just, you know, not even thinking that I deserve to eat at a restaurant by myself or whatnot. Um, yeah. But, I mean, because I could have. I mean, back then, Lord knows, a, a meal by yourself was $7 in the in the afternoon. So. <laughs> not a lot of that now. No, it's at least double that. Um, at the very least. Uh but yeah, you know, I look back and uh, and I didn't. I would sit there and I would watch the boats, and I didn't appreciate the view as much as I uh, do now. Uh, on my other bike route here, I ride it all the way in, and I stop at a park, very similar, except it's just open field, open field of the foothills, which is very different from what you know Narragansett Bay in Bristol was like. So, (laughs) each can be equally nice. True, true. Just you know, it's a weird dichotomy that (laughs) where where life has taken me in in that regard. Very far away from the ocean. Mm. So. Anyway, with regard to dichotomies here, uh, yeah. anything you want to talk about before we go into our subject? 
just a little bummed that the summer's kind of coming to a close. Kids are getting ready to go back to school if they're not already going back to school in areas. And, you know, I worked most of the summer and the rest of the time it was putting the house together. So while there yeah. were, I'm not saying it was completely devoid of nice times and fun times. Just wasn't a whole lot of off time. So uh, I, I hear that actually. Um, yeah, I, I, I loathe this time of year and, um, the my kids actually went back to school yesterday uh as we record so my and mac jr is in junior high now it's his first new school in eight years which is crazy to think about um because out here we have elementary school kindergarten through sixth grade and then they had to have middle school but it's 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 junior high it's seventh and eighth grade but it's one middle school that feeds into the end, the high school. That's it. So everyone in his class right now are the people that he's going to be graduating with. Excellent. God hoping. I know I will graduate. Yeah, of but. course. <laughs> but, um, uh, but uh, I was, uh, not going to lie, nervous. Ner- nervous for Mac Jr., uh, little Miss Mac, my daughter, I'm not, I, I, I don't, she's such a tough cookie, mm. um, in, in, in many instances. Mm. And she's just such a social butterfly that I, I and she's in a well-established school <laughs> for her history. So, um, I didn't, I didn't worry too much about her and she's, she's had her, her same, this teacher before, um, so do not think that I'm callous or playing favorites. My my son was genuine, genuinely leading the way into this new frontier, whereas my daughter's in a nice little safe cocoon, so to speak, of experience. You know what I mean? Well, that's true. I mean, I've got only one kid, so all the mistakes we make, we make with her, and that's about it. So <laughs> you just gotta live with them. <laughs> Well, you know, that's what they say about the first, you know, the first or only borns. I mean, they have to fight all their battles. That's it. They do. So no real help along the way. And you and I both know that. (laughs) We made it through to today. We have survived to adulthood, so I guess that's something. There's something to be said about it. We've, you know, whether middle age is great or not is a whole other issue. So, I would argue being alive is 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 a gift in and of itself. Am I getting Agreed. dark? It's getting dark. It's getting dark. well. It is nighttime for me. So, Ugh. that's the other thing. I hate the fall. I hate it getting darker earlier. I hate it getting colder. I hate the leaves falling off. It reminds me of death. I just, I hate it. If it wasn't for the holidays, which I know they were strategically placed, um, I, I I probably would not make it through the winters. Probably uh, You'll not. be fine. <laughs> I'm just no, saying. Your winters are far different than mine. It still gets cold, and it still gets dark early. Yes, I can go through an entire winter without wearing a jacket most times. 
but I can go up to the mountains and get and get snow in 45 minutes. So there's that. There's that. Oh, and there's ice on my windshield in the mornings, which I used to worry about, but I'll worry about maybe once one day a week <laughs> in the coming months. So <laughs> anyway, what's your point? There's not enough booze in my cabinet to listen to this dreck. <laughs> well, on that note, I think we should probably enter into our subject of tonight, which happens to be Take Us Away, DT. Uh, well, at your insistence, we're going to talk very uh, tonight about... Uh, the, ep- the the first episode of the new MCU series, She-Hulk. Which yes. has, like many of these um, MCU properties in Phase 4, has um, been released to some mixed reviews. Yes. Although I'm at a loss as to why there's more there's negative reviews. I'm not saying that this was perfect by any stretch of the means. It was most definitely entertaining. It was fun. I liked it. Tatiana Maslany is... She's owning it already, so... (laughs) Well, all right, that brings us to the end, everyone. So... (laughs) They've already gotten away with, like, more vulgarity in this one episode. Oh, yeah. (laughs) than most uh, other MCU projects. Yep. No, they have. (laughs) I think the first instance where they um, alluded to the F word was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Right after the Power Stone blew up uh, Katarina. Maybe. That being said, Star-Lord did you start using the finger early, which is basically fuck you. So yeah, that's true. That's true. And let's not forget in the Avengers when <clears throat> Joss Whedon and uh, and uh, Tom Hilston snuck in a very vile British word. <laughs> I audiences. I caught it right away. I was like, oh, man, he used Quim. Oh, oh. wow. <laughs> There's a radio personality who named his cat that. It's OK. I used to watch a TV show that had a, an old uh, Navy admiral who named his dog, damn it. Because that's Damn the it, only thing. Would, yeah, that's the only thing it would refer. It would listen to. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. I mean, we could go on for ages about funny pet names, but um, okay, She Hulk. All right, so um, let me start off, and then you could talk about some. Well, let I'm me gonna... start off by asking: Did you actually watch the first episode? Of course, I did. I didn't tell you that I did. Because you texted me you were watching it. I guess I didn't tell you I had already seen it. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, interesting. 
I did see it. I watched it the day it came out. Um, it didn't wow me, but I gotta say, leading into it, I was actually really looking forward to this show. Um, I knew nothing really about She-Hulk, other than the few instances that I read of her, her character in like the comic Age of Ultron. Um, honestly, that was actually the only instance where I read of her in comic form. Um, <laughs> uh, and I knew it was going to be like a comedy, and they actually alluded to her breaking the fourth wall, which I'm fine with breaking the fourth wall. And in little, you know, funny ways that they did it here, right? Yeah, they didn't overdo it. No. Uh, well, how many times did they do it? Like three, four times, maybe tops in the hour. I thought it was only twice. Maybe. Honestly, yeah. They kind oh, of they see. kind of fool you into thinking she's breaking the fourth wall at the very beginning when yeah. she's basically, but she's doing her closing argument to her. Um, co-workers which was a nice kind of a fake out that was a good fake out i liked that i thought that was clever um immediately I, you go right to the mansplainy uh misogynistic yeah. uh douche male legal partner i found that insipid i found i found that them using that guy it was unnecessary you can do it differently. He doesn't need to be so overtly asshole-ish. Um, it was done in Ally McBeal. Much better. That said, he is a lawyer, so... Uh, I know plenty. Um, I was looking forward to this a lot because I was I was yearning to, to, to see at least one character from the old Avengers. Literally, spoiler alert, everyone... Two of them have survived fr from Endgame of the old school Avengers. And it's Hulk. And it's the God guy. What's his name? Oh, Thor. Thor. That's that's what it is. So <laughs> and have, well, a, again, have I seen Thor? Steve Rogers Thunder? is still alive at the end of Endgame. He's practically dead. No one knows he's alive and no one's going to know he's alive. As alluded to in this show, by the way. Yes. What? However, Bruce Banner refers to him in the present tense. Everybody else refers to him in past tense. I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that. I, I mean, I, I read his omission um, and of, of him still being alive as him keeping a secret. So that's interesting. And, and anyway, okay, so yes, he's technically alive, but practically dead. Can we? <laughs> we're we're there. Um, let, let, let's be honest. You'll you're gonna see Mark Ruffalo and, and Chris Hemsworth in future Marvel projects. The likelihood of Steve Rogers in the vein of Chris Evans is unlikely until it becomes likely. Yeah, and uh, Haley Atwell has actually. Uh, pitched a show, The Adventures of um, Agent Carter and Steve Rogers, something along that line for Disney Plus. So we'll see. <laughs> I guess Chris Evans did not poo-poo that idea. No, he basically, he's actually... be, basically because he, I think he would 
be playing Steve Rogers as like Steve Rogers at home, Steve Rogers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, taking all these 21st century male sensibilities into the, the four late forties where he's willing to do laundry or something. Hmm. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> um, no, he's, he's a smart, he's a smart guy in, in the sense professionally where, why why close your the door to any future uh, projects you know disney's been great to him uh they did a lot more than fox did that's for sure and yeah you know something's got to pay the bills cuz you can't you keep doing these ryan johnson movies knives out all the time cuz you're getting paid for scale Well, he, he he said for a long time he wants to maybe direct or go behind the the camera more. But then he also did that like what was it an Apple Plus miniseries or something like that. Oh yeah, I forgot what that was. So, I mean, he I think you're gonna see him more in indie projects for a while. Yeah. Well. My point is, I was excited to see Hulk again, a familiar face, an old face. Me too. And I was interested in how his arm was going to heal, because I thought it was implied that he was never going to have that arm back again. And we, we saw that implied in Shang-Chi. Until uh, at, reasons. Until reasons, yes. And, and yes, it starts out... Um, I don't know. We don't really we don't really need to do the plot synopsis because well, I we mean, talk over each they other. alter the they, they kind of alter the origin of She-Hulk a little. The original it, origin of She-Hulk was like Bruce needed to give her a transplant to save her right. life. <clears throat> this time it's it's basically the same thing that happened to uh, Samuel Stearns in The Incredible Hulk, which is kind of neat that they're doing more homages to the Incredible Hulk movie, which uh, up until Thunderbolt Ross strode into Civil War had been like almost never mentioned. <laughs> almost never mentioned, yeah. No, they're actually working on a lot more stuff from, from that movie. Whether they'll bring well, back Betty, I don't know, but... They are bringing back Abomination. In fact, he's already been back once and... <clears throat> <clears throat> small scene in Shang-Chi and they mm -hmm. he's going to be in this one. They're already showing Tim Roth in the, in the publicity stuff, which is interesting. And uh, so you're getting that. And it's nice to see more <clears throat> more expansion on the Hulk um, since he's such a key part of the MCU, oh yeah, with just very little separate story. And while this isn't exactly his vehicle per se, you can definitely tell that he's a major player in this. Right. I mean, he was basically the second lead in episode one. Yeah, uh, pretty much. And and you know, <coughs> I mean, here's what I here's what I liked. I liked the origin story. It was quick. It was to the point. We saw her, they get into a car accident, she gets a gash in her arm, he gets a gash in his arm, he has an inhibitor that prevents him from being the Hulk, which is why he got cut and bled, and that blood intermingled. Thank God they're both yep. the same blood type. Um, 
Oh, well. That's what helped him heal, too. Right. Well, it was... Wait, what helped him heal? I I thought he took off the inhibitor. He did, but I guess it was... he, He looked over her... When he was checking out her DNA, it turns out that she had some unique genetic properties that actually helped him heal. Oh, interesting. Her genetic superblood. You see, the genetic superblood that he injected into a triple brought Captain Kirk back to life. Okay, you're really... I'm not, I'm not going to go down this road, but goddammit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I... All right, re, re, refresh that because she, I know she had genetic super blood. I understand. I mean, they're alluding that she is a mutant. Okay, fine. Um, how did that affect him? Did he have her blood first, like before no, the accident? He, he, I th- he was studying her blood and found something that helped him heal his arm. Okay, it was it, it right. was in well, like a two in, minute exposition. Okay. Yeah, it was okay. So I, I liked it. Now, it was quick. Now Mark Ruffalo's arm and elbow doesn't need to, you know, start developing tendonitis from being in a sling for the next for all of his appearances. <laughs> right. Um, which is a shame because I felt like there were consequences to Endgame, and that was one of them. Like, oh man, Hulk really sacrificed his his arm. And it lasted an entire movie. And. <laughs> So there you go. This is true. I mean, it was fairly long-lasting when you consider. Yeah. And it, it is, I mean, it, it is it's the whole. It's pretty long-lasting so. for, for, for superhero movie consequences. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. So, you know, so as as Jennifer's change, you know, into She-Hulk, we, we, she blacks out, she comes to, she walks into a bar, she is harassed by other a-hole dudes after she was pampered up um, by by some well-meaning to-do ladies that um, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that they were on Jersey Shore. I thought they were in Mexico. But uh, <laughs> uh, maybe it was Staten Island. Uh, but so anyway, uh, she blacks out again after fighting off those guys and then wakes up in the lab. Uh, she actually got tackled by the Hulk. Oh, did she? I missed it. She's about really? ready to wipe wipe the floor with those dudes, and then you see this big green blur just take her out of the frame. Ah, uh, man, I thought I watched this. Well, anyway, that's why you're here. <laughs> that's why you're here. So, um, I liked all of that. All that I all that I liked, I I mean I didn't like the the, the rapey part, but um, that that felt really weird too. Uh, <laughs> I understand why they did it to to have her freak out, but it it felt a little forced there. Uh, like you said, I mean overall the episode was enjoyable in my opinion. They're just you know it, it's just not perfect and it's. Right. You know, there are some weird parts to it, and I, I'm in complete agreement with that. There's some hinky parts, but she definitely kind of owns her character. She's fun. It's actually she brings a fun side out of Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner. They yes. joke back and forth with each other in the car ride, even beforehand. They, you could tell they had a good relationship. 
Yes, which is nice because he's been basically hiding from everybody who he cares about until he caught on with the Avengers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it it that was a good thing it did. It showed that Bruce, after losing Tony, after losing most of the key Avengers. Oh, and you want to know what? We're complete assholes. We were talking about all the original Avengers left. Clint's still alive. Uh, <laughs> but he didn't have a show. movie. He didn't no, have a movie. He survived his own TV show. <laughs> he did. He did. Oh, let's be honest. It was Kate Bishop's show. <clears throat> Maybe, but... No, it wasn't. I was being an a-hole. It was a very... I liked, I liked Hawkeye a lot. Um, and yes, it, it it skipped my mind that we had seen a new, I mean, a new appearance of an original Avenger. Yes. Although, again, he was he was barely in the movie as a good guy. Avengers. In the first Avenger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wasn't in Infinity War at all. Uh, yeah, that's true, too. That's true, too. So. Huh. Needless to say, it things got a little sideways, but um, you got to see it kind of the way in what I've liked about some of these uh, these Disney Plus series is that you're starting to see more character development for people who aren't really hosting their own movies, right? So. Tony Stark gets a shitload of character development in three solo movies and all the Avengers movies, e- even in Civil War. He was a co-lead in Captain America. So, yeah. So he got a ton of character development. Chris Evans' uh, Captain America got a ton of character development. You got to see a decent Thor's already had his fourth solo movie. <laughs> and he's finally more in the... In, for Thor's three and four and in the last two Avengers movies, did Thor really get the credit he was deserving? But Hulk, outside <laughs> of the one movie, and then they completely change a lot of it when they changed actors, he doesn't get a ton of character development aside from some stuff in Age of Ultron until Thor Ragnarok. Right? Yeah. Now you're getting background on Bruce Banner. They created the a little. They created a little trilogy storyline for the Hulk in Ragnarok, Infinity War, and Endgame for him, Correct. which I thought they was did. great. It was nice. It was running. It was an undercurrent of it. Um, and remember, Black Widow actually had to die to get her own solo movie. She did. <laughs> oh, but she had to die first and then get her solo movie. Right, which is. A- Fucking travesty. I I but, agree. I agree. But uh, I'll say this. Now the Hulk, if he continues to have a decent amount of appearances in this one, which I hope so. I mean he was prominent in the marketing, but then again, he could end up being like Q or Guinan and Picard, where they're not in it as much as they want you to think he is. <laughs> is he, well, I heard that he's not going to be like he's probably got a, like 
one more episode of heavy uh, appearances and then one or two quick flashbacks. Until the finale. And of course, in the finale, he's going to have a piece. You know, he's going to have a piece in the finale. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, he might have only a couple of episodes. Yes, it is. And it should be. If it's the She Hulk show, it should be about She Hulk. (laughs) But you can have co leads. I thought it was fairly effective with Hawkeye. Mm hmm. It's pretty effective with Captain America. It's going to be the next Hawkeye. And then it really is about. If it was about Clint Barton and it was called Clint and it was spending half the time on Kate Bishop, maybe that would be a little weird. But Falcon and the Winter Soldier kind of split evenly between the two of them. And then you get some decent character development for Zemo. Yes. (laughs) The dance heard around the world. (laughs) Oh, man. I'll give so, this for She-Hulk. Okay. okay. They they start doing the montage, the training montage. She snarks. She and Bruce literally argue. They fight. You start seeing Bruce's insecure side coming out. You get some great background on Why is he insecure? It's because she's taking to being a Hulk Faster and Easier. better than he did. Oh yeah. Easier. And she didn't she didn't have another guy. That blew his mind. It, yeah, it have, was just she didn't her. have the split personality. She just got to be super like he's talking to her like easy big, you know, easy yeah. girl, like <laughs> Sun, an animal. Sun's coming she's down. Like, Why are you talking like that? Yeah. It's like, wait, what? She went <laughs> straight to Smart Hulk, which is blowing his mind. He's trying to talk to her and he's got this huge binder. And she's just right. like, yeah, we're done with it's just blowing his mind. And of course, he's a <laughs> scientist that things are supposed to be meticulous. And he thinks he's the expert on it. And well, uh, yeah. all of this yeah. is just going right out the window on him. And it's it's starting to get under his skin. <laughs> and I can understand that. And let's let's get right into it. A lot of the Internet friggin hates this show especially for that reason um i'm sure they're comparing it to ray being super good at everything and you know a lot of that whole lot of that here's the thing i think that we're missing part of the problem with banner was like and they dive into it in a lot of these movies where banner had a horrible life growing up his father yeah. was a fucking criminal. You know, didn't he, his father murder his mother or something like that? No idea. Needless to say, like, most of his background was it was bad and things went bad in the experiment and it kind of really split. Like, Banner was not a, a basically an overly stable person, I guess, to start with. <laughs> It looks like Jennifer Walters is a much more stable, healthy person in getting that blood. And maybe she does have a genetic, something genetic that maybe handles it better. Well, also, it could be doses. We're like the only, what's that? 
It could be a dosage situation. Banner had his entire body irradiated. Whereas yeah, that Jennifer the Jennifer's only is it Jennifer? It's Jennifer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jennifer got like a small, you know, sample of his blood. I mean, we don't know how much, but it can't be a lot. It wasn't a pint, that's for sure. So, you know, it could be a combination of all that. Either either way, it's understandable. And also, they did establish Hulk is stronger, but she-Hulk is more nimble. She has more body control, which... Wow. And again, some of this, I think, goes to... Because she was like... Bruce is telling her about trying to do yoga to send herself. She's like, yeah, I've been doing yoga forever. Yeah, exactly. And have you ever... And, and to put together a final point, because where they, they find it insulting that Jennifer has more body control than Bruce, who's been working on it for, you know, like the last five years or so um there's an anecdote from men's and women's gymnastics where after one big grueling competition the women's team tried to have the men's team do all their activities so the um gosh the vault um not the vault but uh the body uh, shoot the floor exercise the balance beam and the um, uneven bars. And the guys, mind you, these are guys who technically have a whole lot of body control. These are peak physical specimens. Couldn't couldn't do one quarter of how these women were, were able to do it. And it's because their bodies are different, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll, it is a pre... Uh, they're preconditioned to be able to control their bodies... A little bit better, especially if you've been doing yoga forever. So I found no issues with their physical differences. I found no issues with her being able to control herself. And I found no issues in the explanation. She is able to control her anger because of external issues. Such as dudes catcalling her and things like that. That is a very real thing. Um, mm-hmm. that, that women unfortunately have to condition themselves Right. To, to that's my secret cap deal with I'm always angry well that, i liked that too <laughs> but that that again goes down to bruce's inner struggle right and and he's also a scientist so you're not you're not only talking about how bad a life he had growing up that that'll develop some severe social you know conditioned issues but if you're a true gung-ho, brilliant scientist, you already are a little weird and have, you know, inabilities in, in socializing. I'm not in, I'm not to imply that he's on the spectrum or he should be on the spectrum or something like that. I'm not talking about any spectrum people. They're just people that are off because they're so brilliant. They're wired differently. Exactly. They don't have the same social cues. Um, or recognition of the social cues just because of that. Bruce is not that necessarily, but he's certainly more reserved and having to deal with the, he had to deal with the fear of interacting with others. You saw it in, you saw it in the Incredible Hulk. You saw it in Avengers. Right? Yeah. And you see all the pressure that 
he puts on himself in Age of Ultron, too. Yeah. You know. Exactly. So. Quote Natasha, he's a huge dork. <laughs> well, he is. Yeah. So I, I thought that was good. The idea that um, that Bruce has a hard time understanding that I think was played pretty well. Because, again, and you know imagine how much effort he took trying to get to where he is uh-huh. himself. And then now he's just being told that it was because of himself that it took that long. Yeah, maybe. And. You know, he got he, he's been getting some humbling over the last few years and uh, his acceptance of that is what allowed him to basically have the best of both worlds. The smart Hulk. True. You don't get to choose your name with these sorts of things. <laughs> she keep mocking him relentlessly for the smart Hulk thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. I thought, um, yeah. Um, do you have other thoughts? I feel like I'm just going on 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 a rant here, a well, non-rant. I felt it was fun. Okay. Yes. I liked how. I mean, they had they had like your training montage where she's just on a montage. Yeah, yeah exactly. we're in a montage. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and then they they kind of fling back to the the connection the Hulk has with Captain America because that's where <laughs> most of it, well, you know, comic book wise and even in the MCU, everybody was trying to recreate Erskine's serum to create a Captain America. Yeah, stable that's one. true. That was Hulk's program. And, you know, they've, they've talked, you know, they've talked about it and, you know, it's just kind of funny where, you know, there's some callbacks to Captain America. The, well, here's the thing, you know, you metabolize everything so quickly, so you can't get drunk. And so you get to see Bruce, who is like nerdy, maybe <laughs> having a drink in Age of Ultron in the party scene, to just go into town on booze with Jennifer. <laughs> and True. Now, here's the question, and this is just an aside. Um, in that pivotal scene after Bucky was lost in the first Avenger, Steve was complaining that he couldn't get drunk. But well, he here, wanted to. He wanted to feel obliterated. He, he, yeah, he wanted to something to numb the pain. At this point, Bruce was just I think he was trying to find some outlet. And he realized he could drink so much and not do it. I think seems to me like this was something he developed while drinking with Tony. <laughs> oh, he totally did. And and it's interesting because they didn't really talk about Tony's drinking after Iron Man 2. No, although like he was always, you know, like in the Avengers, it's like, are you... Where she's like, no, I'm threatening you. <laughs> yeah. Can I, drink? Like, can, I get, can I get you a drink? And it's like, yeah, it's all the same. I'll have that drink now. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, you saw a little bit of it in the Avengers. You don't really see much of it in Iron Man 3 or 
later. Uh, but no, he had oh, PTSD he, in Iron Man three. So yeah, you do you do see a little of it in Spider Man <laughs> Homecoming, where he's like in the parties talking to him over the. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Okay, but it but it wasn't like it wasn't a central situation as a, like opposed to Iron Man Ultimate Iron Man. I don't know if you read the Ultimate comics at all. I haven't, but I know that there was. I mean, there was a what was it Demon in a Bottle? Wasn't that an Iron Man comic? Or directly addressed in the Prime timeline it addressed directly addressed tony stark's alcoholism he yes i i don't know too much about that but you're right because he did i do know that he is at least in 616 sober or dead i mean he might be dead right now i don't know (laughs) the (laughs) he in was it secret secret wars 2 uh he was a computer program so I don't I don't know what happened to him. I know that Riri was uh, the the Iron Man person in that. So I don't know. Anyway, getting back to it, um, it was interesting that Tony was sitting there at the bar complaining mostly about Steve Rogers, which of course was during the blip. During the blip, during a tough time. Yep, he was complaining about Steve. Bruce was building his bar, and they were obviously working together. One of the things I do like is that you get the, you only get hints of their science bros thing, which everyone he wanted to make happen more, and you see a little bit of them talking about it in the Avengers. You you definitely see them working on shit in Age of Ultron. Yep. You get a hint that they had hung out at times in the post credit scene of um, Iron Man 3, where he's, like, talking to Bruce. (laughs) Not that kind of doctor. Not that kind of doctor, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which, of course, leads everybody's question, where the fuck was Bruce when Tony's house was getting blown up? (laughs) He was... They couldn't control uh, the Hulk at that point yet. So they could help. They they didn't have the 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 sundown protocol. Sun's getting real low. Sun's getting real low, big guy. (laughs) Sun's getting low. Sun's getting low. Why do you keep saying that? (laughs) I love that he was that Thor was trying to do it in Ragnarok. Yeah, (laughs) I thought that was a good callback. It was. I, I I love all the callbacks and references to the other movies because it... he also got the 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 Loki smash. And oh Loki yeah, and he's like yes. <laughs> that scene is is never not funny. The, no, I'm a god, you dull creature, and I will not be bullied by. And he just gets boom, like 1960s cartoons, like yeah, bam, bam. oh. Yeah, Bam Bam in, in Flintstones. <laughs> um, I did find that delightful, and they did the callback to it. Here is a question. Speaking of uh, Ragnarok and Sakaar, that was a spaceship from Sakaar that flew in front of them. 
And that's what Bruce said. So right. here's my theory. Bruce is going to get taken away from Earth some way or another. And huh. they will do World War Hulk somewhere. They've teased it. Well, okay. What's the difference between World War Hulk and Planet Hulk? Whatever. Maybe that. Planet Hulk. Sure. Whatever. Because, or, I mean, they already kind of did it with Ragnarok. Yeah, but in, like, I think in Planet Hulk, he actually, like, at one point, he actually becomes, like, he, like, rules a planet. Something like that. Right. So what was in, World War in Hulk? In the original, huh? What was World War Hulk? Uh, I might be getting things confused. Needless to say, there's... I think they're going to end up going to one of these additional comic storylines, and Bruce is going to get sucked off the planet, or he's going to volunteer to go off planet to do something and then get sucked into bullshit. I heard a theory that uh, he had a child while on Sakaar as the Hulk. It happened in the comics, so... But, I mean, the child was killed at the end of Planet Hulk or whatever, but... Um, or maybe that was World War Hulk. Like, because he eventually took over the planet <clears throat> of Sakaar. Well, either way. Anyway, it's interesting that they brought the Sakaarans back. Um, and then they just kind of glossed over it real quick, right? What did he say? Yep, that, yep, that was a ship from Sakaar. And then he, 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 he basically said, moving has, on. He's got to look into it. No, he says he's, that's something he's going to have to look into. Yeah. <laughs> You'd think that they have better uh, with the uh, sword up there in orbit with all the uh, the scrawl. They would have been able to detect a Sakaran ship come through. Yeah, who knows what's going on with that? <laughs> we'll eventually find out. Is that supposed to come out next year? Secret Invasion? I think so. So. Um. Okay, so we talked about that. We talked about Sakar. We talked about um, Banner. I mean, overall, it was a it was a fun a fun review. Or it was, I mean, the whole episode was a flashback. So it was a fun flashback sequence. It was nice to see the Hulk. The animation was not as good as the movies, but it was fantastic for a TV show. Like pretty amazing. Um, yeah. And then at the end. When we get back to the present, she's now in the courtroom and uh, basically ends on a cliffhanger where a bad guy busts through a wall, which is what's her name? Um, Jamil Jamel Jamil. She was in the good place. Mm, I Jamil. guess. Yeah. Jamila. Uh, Jamila. Jamia. Jam oh, man. Well, Jamila Jamil. Really well. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I didn't hey. realize that she was like a bad guy. That kind of um, build up. I mean, what else could she be, right? <laughs> I guess. Uh, but um, she Hulk takes she hulks out and then she takes her down. Instantly, and that's where we're left. So, um, you talked about Tatiana Maslany, uh, 
and how how she owned the series or the show. I completely agree. Did you ever watch Orphan Black? I didn't. I, I've seen her in a couple of other things. She's good. She's a very talented um, actress. This is what I got to say. She was in Orphan Black, which is a BBC, BBC show that aired in England first. Or yeah, it was, what, sci-fi and clones or something like that? Sci-fi, a bunch of clones, yeah. And she... Clone Wars. Her main character was British. Hmm. So she had to speak a flawless British accent, which you don't see very many Americans doing, uh, you know, across the pond. You don't. <laughs> uh, you see the opposite all the time. <clears throat> Looking at you, Tom Holland. <clears throat> His accent isn't bad. There's a lot of them that have this weird flat accent. You know why? You know why his accent is pretty good? Because it's Brooklyn. You drop the Oz anyway. And you just put a little flair to it. <laughs> Maybe or it Queens. comes from always or looking Queens. like he's holding his breath. Well, that too. That too. Um, I got to tell I love the kid. I think he's great. Tom Holland? Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, yeah, now I lost track. All right, take it away. Uh, oh, she, I mean, she's just good. She's she was great in or, uh, Orphan Black, and I I saw that she was cast here. I'm like, perfect, that'll work. She could definitely do a lawyer, and she already knows how to be funny. Yeah, so she's doing great. I look forward to more. In fact, I was bummed that we weren't getting like the double episode. You know how some of these shows get get the double drop. It's like, oh, we'll release one on Wednesday and another one on Friday. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's disappointing. I really want to watch the next episode. And you know what? I hear. Wow. I hear that um, this next episode is actually super short. I know. I've. By super well, short, maybe 20 minutes. Here's what minutes. we know is coming. Charlie Cox is Daredevil. Or at yeah, least Matt can't wait for that. No, we see him in the yellow suit. Huh? We see Daredevil in the yellow suit. Hmm. It was in a preview. You didn't it see it? Very, it looks very reverse Flash to me. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't understand the love for the yellow suit. Don't get me wrong. Uh, not my favorite. I, I, I think he should be wearing red or black or a combination well, of both. But don't hey. forget, Netflix has a has a monopoly on the color red. So, yeah, yeah, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. <laughs> we get, and you know what I always say: What does the MCU need more of? We always need more. Wong. Oh, I almost had it. I, <laughs> we will be getting more Wong. Yes. Thank God. Thank God. He is a delightful addition. Like, I thought I thought it was going to be. Um, what's his name uh, that played? It was a Mon- not Mongo. Mordo. Thank you. Pongo. Ugh. Um, Pongo only pawn in Game of Life. <laughs> true. 
Uh, so Mordo, who was who's the actor that plays him? Is it? It's, I can't. It's not Chewie Telegiofor. Yes, it is Chewie Telegiofor. Okay, look at that. I can say it right. The guy is a phenomenal actor. Oh, and I honestly thought at the end of Doctor Strange, he would be the sidekick, but it turned out it was going to be Wong. Well. Problem is, Mordo is actually like one of his big comic book enemies. What I'm a little disappointed in is that Mordo just didn't really lit. get much to do in the multiverse of madness. So I'm hoping when Doctor Strange three comes out that we get more Mordo. We'll see. Uh, you know, fingers crossed. But uh, did you see Thor in the theater? I saw Thor and Doctor Strange in the theater. That's where my train of thought went, because I haven't seen either one of those in the theater, and I know Thor's coming out in two weeks. But you have uh, seen Doctor Strange. Well, I saw it when it came out on Disney+, Plus. yeah. But you've seen it. I have. I enjoyed it a lot. Actually, I watched it twice already. Um, Definitely one of the darker entries in the MCU. Well, that's that's what's-his-name, Sam Raimi. Yeah, did his brother Ted Raimi get in there? I don't remember. Ted's usually in shit. There's usually yeah, he's usually in it. Shoot, now I gotta look that up. I love Ted Raimi from from the Xena. See Ted Raimi. Here we go. And nope. He was not in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. How how sad. Well, I mean, it, it's it's hard to to cram Ted in after all the other cameos. <laughs> Which, by the way, and again, I will say this: a tip of the hat to Marvel bringing Anson Mount back as Black Bolt. Definitely in a yes. more in a more comic accurate looking costume and situation but at least at least at least it <laughs> doesn't have to just say yeah i was black bolt in that shitty movie in that shitty tv show hey i was in i was in a doctor i was in doctor strange Got to be I was right there with the illuminati alongside patrick stewart and john krasinski yeah, and uh, that was nice to see Patrick Stewart again as uh, Professor X. Um, in the comic-accurate wheelchair? Yeah, and, and the comic uh, TV show from the 90s. When they Did that come when out? rolled on up. No, when he rolled up in the scene, it, the, the soundtrack played. Well... One of the something. things I love about the Spider-Man movies is that they go back to the whatever it is, the 60s. All that awful Spider-Man movies. Spider-Pig, Spider-Pig, yeah. does whatever a Spider-Pig does. <laughs> but he can't, because he's a pig. Oh, God. So, uh, man, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of the series. I think they're off to a good start. They had a hilarious, by the way, I really enjoyed the credits because it was made to look like uh, courtroom sketches. Yes. Which 
dead on. Appreciate that. Uh, and I love like it when it flashes to weird things like her giving Bruce the the wall chart of Captain America's virginity. And there's, <laughs> there's Peggy Carter and randomness. And then, of course... Like- she she pulls the wool over Bruce's eyes in the post credit scene and finds out that Steve got lucky before he went into the ice. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't know if she pulled the wool over him. She pretended to be drunk. Yeah. Yeah. I. But was that pulling the wool over his eyes for it? Enough. <laughs> well, it, now the biggest debate is not whether he lost his virginity, because we know he did, but who was the USO girl that it was with in 1943? Because that doesn't feel like Captain America at all to me. I'm sorry. Um, he, you know what? It... It kind of, maybe. <laughs> I mean, put it to you this way: he was a the only guy on that tour. <laughs> <laughs> the guy now could probably have stamina to keep up. <laughs> oh, jeez, Louise. <laughs> I, I I don't know, man. I don't know. I I get it. I know it's, what you're it's saying. One, it, it's one of the things that Peggy threw in his face when she saw him making out with Marjorie Tyrell. Yeah, but she kissed him. He didn't. I mean, he didn't pull away. But he, it looked you? like he was more of a deer in headlights at that point. So yeah, because I'm sure he's still not used to you know all the attention. Right. Still, you know. He's still that skinny kid from Brooklyn in heart in the heart. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just I'm just saying I had this discussion with my wife about it. It just it she agree, she's on my side that it doesn't feel Rogers esque with this personality type. Oh, sounds like there was definitely some Rogering going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was. A, Oh God! Look, look, I'm not even man. able to build off of that. That was good. That was an opportunity, and you took it. He was a soldier away at war, <laughs> surrounded by beautiful women. What would you do? What I would do is irrelevant. Okay, this is not. I'm not on trial here. Okay. <laughs> the the sad thing is, and it was a it was a it's a fun show. Is that one of the things that people are talking about the most? Is the discussions about Steve Rogers' sex life. I know that's the biggest talk takeaway, isn't it? Like <laughs> whole articles have been spawned over that. And oh, Chris man. Evans posted like like laugh emojis. Blink blink. Yeah. Like <laughs> and then Mark Ruffalo responded to him going, Sorry, bro. <laughs> It's one of the things I've I've enjoyed the most about the MCU is just how tight the cast appear to have gotten. Yeah, there is a specialness behind that. I like that. Particularly like the original six Avengers who 
I think didn't they all get a tattoo of the Avengers A? They did. They did. And I don't know if you're a tattoo guy. Or if you have any. I should probably I don't. know this. I'm a, I'm a soldier, but uh, I was one of those ones who wasn't diving into tattoos. Not that I'm opposed <laughs> to it. I'm yeah. Not. In fact, I have even considered it over the years, but I just, there has to be something. For me, it would have to mean something that something I could wake up and, and look at every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am not a tattoo person, but it feels like you and I are in the minority in the amount of people our age who actually have tattoos versus those who are not. Well, um, there's a difference between having a little, you know, small tattoo here, of like, you know, uh, one or two here or there that have meaning or versus, you know, there's people who just just get completely inked up. And that I, I don't understand. That's well, that that's a that's a psychological call for help. Um, I understand that. Yeah. If there's like a little butterfly or, you know, like a, a dragonfly and you put it on your, you know, ankle or something. Yeah, I understand. Fine. Not something I would still do either. Um, particularly a butterfly. I might do a dragonfly, but um, no. <laughs> but if I was presented with my castmates to go get tattoos on my non-tattooed self, I'd be like, "Hey guys, what what if we got bracelets, what <laughs> or rings, power rings, or something?" But why a tattoo? No, we don't need to do that. <laughs> Well, the Lord of the Rings guys did it. They got tattoos or they got rings? Everyone in the f of the original nine members of the Fellowship, except John Rhys-Davies, got a tattoo. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, so I'd be John Rhys-Davies. Yeah, but still, doesn't that just sound a little... I mean, look at all that, how different mostly some of these people are in... The original six, yes, they're all white. I understand that, but still, um, they're not all male. No, <laughs> some of them. I think I want to say Jeremy Renner's got some tats, but I mean, I just think it's kind of neat. I don't know. Well, and, and that's that's my own social anxiety kicking in, asking that question, like, because <laughs> that would be a nightmare of mine, just being confronted with that situation. So you'll live, my friend. Do you have any insight as to, you know, what this season is about? I mean, it's it's her finding her way, obviously, and, um. You know, professionally and superhero wise, but do you know who the bad guy is or anything? Oh, I thought the bad guy was Jamila Jamil. She comes in, but I think that they're allies or something. Well, she just got the shit knocked out of her by she. <laughs> so. Right. So, did she I take thought, Super Soldier I Serum? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she had her Wheaties that day. I don't know. 
I know at some point you're go- we're going to see like liter- like actual superpower litigation. So, and it's supposed to be kind of comedic. So, right? Maybe you're going to see just a different side of the MCU. Like we talk about the consequences side. Maybe we get to see kind of the cheeky lawyer side, like you know, somebody suing Wong for portaling through their house or something. <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny. <laughs> Just the idea of him. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Just, I really needed to use your bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, good Lord. <laughs> well, all right. So uh, all right, it's good that you and I are ignorant as to what we're dealing with here, which just means it's just it's it's going to be a, a blind ride, which is the way it's supposed to be. So I appreciate that. Well, look, one of the worst things that has become here are the leaks in spoiler culture. You know, it's like, oh, nope. No, no spoilers. Okay, well, stop posting about it, and maybe you won't have spoilers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everybody wants to read the latest, oh, what's going to happen? Oh, special week. Ooh, could be spoilers. And, yeah, I freely admit from time to time, like, who's going to be showing up in this show? Yeah, yeah. But I don't want the plot spoiled for me i don't want the surprise cameo spoiled for me no no which is there, what i knew there me. were a lot of people were talking about the the stuff in um with let's just use dr strange right people were like oh well, maybe john krasinski's gonna be reed richards or you know because they that's been a fan cast or maybe you know once they drop patrick stewart's voice in a trailer like oh who's gonna else is gonna be in the illuminati did not see Anson Mount coming. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I I found Anson Mount to be a pleasant surprise. You're right. I didn't see him. Uh, I knew Captain, uh, Captain Britain. Captain Carter. Uh, yeah. Cap- they referred well, to him as Captain-, Captain Carter. Oh, they did. Well, Captain Britain is a different character. Uh, who's actually like a Superman, really. Did you know that? I've read. Okay. There's there there's Captain Britain. There's Union Jack. There's plenty of British characters. Yeah. <laughs> but there's only one. Well, there's two Captain Americas. Sam Wilson and Sam Wilson. Um. Uh, I honestly thought we'd be able to talk about this for almost two hours, but <laughs> we already got through the, what we liked. We addressed the controversies. Um, and and well, again, I I understand the anger out there for certain things, but this is this is not a show to be mad at. This is a show to enjoy. You know, it's fun and we're everybody's getting pissy about everything now and you can't watch anything. Yeah. And again, it's not a perfect show, but, you know, you give a little bit of feedback and, you know, it's, the it's pilot. still enjoyable. 
hopefully it's the pilot, yeah. Continue to build, and you know, it'll be excellent. That's what yeah. I'm hoping for. I, I hope it still stays fun. Yeah, it will. It will. I, I, I think the showrunner has been pretty consistent in the past about these kinds of things. But um, Feige will make sure it stays that way for sure. So, You want to know what show wasn't fun? Mm, Falcon and the Winter Soldier? No, I enjoyed that. There were some fun it parts. It had some fun parts, but yeah. Moon Knight was not fun. He didn't enjoy Moon Knight. I didn't say I didn't enjoy it. It just wasn't fun. Oh, you're, <laughs> it was pretty dark and... A lot of trippy mindfuck kind of things. Yeah, no, no, you are correct there. Yeah. You know, but WandaVision was definitely fun, at least to start. And then it got progressively weirder and darker, which still made it good. And Loki had some fun to it. You're right, Captain. Uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier wasn't the most fun. I mean, you do have Zemo. They had some good action sequences. But again, it was also really good. Uh, there were parts of Hawkeye that were laugh out loud funny. Yes. And the, the LARPers the, stand out. Yeah. <laughs> the tracksuit mafia. I fought Thanos. <laughs> Bro. The, <laughs> the tracksuit mafia. Now, did they make that specifically for this show? No. We talked about this. It is in the comic books. Oh, boy. <laughs> man you gotta love it so i, I mean uh, honestly i'm not really sure which would uh, where else to go here any other thoughts or oh geez i have plenty of thoughts but you know i i'd really like to see more of the series to to before i really start going down some of these rabbit holes what I what I do want is I I, I want to see more of what's going to happen with She Hulk with Jennifer Walters as she starts to come to grips with her powers and her legal career because that was one of the big arguments of the fight with Bruce was you know he's like you need to you know. Stay away from people. Be careful. You need to be able to protect the world. Like, because you're so powerful now. And she's like, I want to help with what I've been training for my whole life by being a lawyer. I am a trained lawyer. I remember all my lawyer shit. I'm going to be a lawyer. It's like, no, you're not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. Finally, after the brawl where they slam and where they destroy his bar, which, of course, breaks Bruce's heart. My bar. You're fixing this. <laughs> like, if you want to go ahead and help people be a lawyer, I respect that. Thank you. No, he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> oh. She's snarky. Well, yeah. I think she's the well, only person who's used the term farts in the MCU. Oh, God, she did, didn't she? Yep. <laughs> But hey, at least it makes my butt look good. She gives him the uptown. He's like, gross, you're my cousin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she enjoys making him uncomfortable. Which is fun. 
Right. Again, it, it Tony liked making him uncomfortable at times too. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, Tony got him to make a giant murder bot. So, Tony, you lost another super bot. Yeah. <laughs> well, broke up like the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good times. I, I mean, the MCU is a special place, and we're very fortunate to have had that develop in the last, uh, gosh, is it 14 years now? 15, well, yeah. Started 15 years ago. 14 but. years ago, 2008 with Iron Man and then The Incredible Hulk, which is basically what they allude to it. There, everything is taking place like it, like almost all of these things are taking place within a year or after less of of after the events of Endgame. Because right. we have know. to catch up. <laughs> Our calendar has to catch up, and it's about to. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think everybody's still situated in basically 2023, maybe 2024. Right. You know, when <laughs> Endgame happened in 2019, we were still four years behind. Yeah. Are people still playing Fortnite now, though? Well, they would have. It had blipped <laughs> out of existence. There would be a certain slowdown in video, you know, mass media video game playership and development. Yeah. You want to know what's really strange? One of the scenes in the blip uh, parts of the uh, end game is when Steve comes. They see Steve leading the help, the support group. Yeah. And then he comes back to Avengers compound and he's sitting with Nat. And he's like, so I was driving up here. I saw whales in the Hudson. You know, because of all the boat traffic has been severely reduced, you know, some yeah. of these animal species seem to be rebounding or going elsewhere, which of course you saw some signs of during the height of the pandemic, like dolphins were seen in the Venice oh, yeah. canals. And some of the canals have been clearer than they had been in hundred years. Yeah. And then, but like in the last week, a bunch of humpback whales and dolphins were seen near the mouth of the Hudson River in New York. No way, Harvard. really? Yep. So. Oh, that's weird. That's a yeah. that's an interesting coincidence. Mm-hmm. Huh. That, and you're getting a bunch of seals farther south on the East Coast, and it's an interesting deal. Remember how I told you when we went to Maine, we uh, went on a boat and we saw seals and porpoises? Yep. I was reading an article today. Apparently, over the weekend, some family was out on a boat and they saw a great white shark in, off of southern Maine eating a harbor porpoise. Oh, <laughs> I hope it was delicious. It is the second great white predation seen in Maine waters this year, and normally you don't see them. They're still it's a, <laughs> considered a little too far north for them. Right. Now you're seeing them. That's interesting. Oh my, yes. Yeah. Well, it'll be a blurring of the biomes and everything, but yeah. Shoot. 
Well, speaking of blending, uh, I don't, I don't, I actually don't have anything. Um, you're getting blended. No, <laughs> not today. Not with a school night being here and everything. Um, what's that line from first contact trying to, blend uh, you've blended. All right. <laughs> I'm trying to blend in. Oh, you blended. All right. <laughs> yeah, that was good. And then she passes out onto the ground. By the way, tip of the hat to, uh, Mr. Frakes uh, on his 70th birthday this last week too. Oh, that's right. Man, he's 70. Shoot. What was 70 years ago? Uh, was it 1952? Oh my, yes. Oh, man, he was in the prime of his life when he started at a TNG. <laughs> yes. Yes, he was. Pre-beard most of the time, too. Yeah, most of it, yes. All right, DT, anything else you want to add before we uh, sign off, haul out, mosey on down that dusty trail, put out the campfire? No, I'm good. Put out the lights? I, I, I just look forward to seeing She-Hulk this week. Um, well, Andor's coming up soon, too, right? Soon, yes. I'm not looking forward to Andor. I know, there's going to be a ton of episodes, though. It's like... 18 episodes it's insane i'm looking forward to it uh, because you start it looks like you might get some more character development for people like saw guerrera and mon mothma well we can only hope i mean yes we did talk about mom mothma <laughs> and, and her use in in the star wars universe and everything um hey any Forrest Whitaker coming back and hopefully doing real justice to Saw Gerrera would be great. So he did better. It, it, he got better service in, as Saw Gerrera in the Fallen Jedi Fallen Order video games and in Star, <laughs> Star Wars Rebels than they allowed him to do in um, Rogue One, which is not to say that Rogue One is a bad movie at all. It's a fucking awesome movie. I, honestly, I think it was the best of the new Disney Star Wars movies. Oh, by far. Which I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I don't think anyone was. But um, you want to know what demographic really has connected with Rogue One? Who? Military. Really? Mm hmm. Well, that makes sense, right? I mean, it's a true war. It's film. a real war movie, yeah. Yeah. And, Interesting. you know, the good guys don't always win. Like, none of them alive. That was the first movie I took Mac Jr. to um, to see a Star Wars movie. And, of course, everyone died at the end. And I, I turned to him this poor child of six years old and i go that was a little bit more bleak than i intended i'm sorry <laughs> he said war is hell dad well that more popcorn and then i and then i looked at him like wait a minute you 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 said hell earlier today <laughs> <laughs>
and he didn't. But well, I don't know. I I look forward to seeing some of the things that are coming down the pipe. We do have Andor, uh, Mando season three is coming out this winter uh, into twenty twenty three. Oh, Bad Batch is coming out next month, season two. That looks good. I won't be able to follow that with you because I didn't watch the first one. I'm not done with Clone Wars. Just FYI, that that'll have to be a, a just your pleasure. All right. Here's what you need to do. Okay. Here's my quick down and dirty how to finish Rebels. Is <laughs> Star Wars, uh, Clone Wars, Clone Wars. What season are you on? I don't know. Um, I'd have to look. It's somewhere probably season three, or early season four. Jeez, man, you are really behind. Lecture me some more, please. You definitely need to watch like the last three or four episodes of season five. That's the Ahsoka Tano arc. Uh Season season six, you need to watch the Order 66 arc. Um, And then season seven... To understand, to watch the Bad Batch, you need to watch, like, the first three episodes, which is the Bad Batch arc. You can skip, like, the middle two or three episodes before you finish up with the last three or four episodes, which are the true series finale, which is basically, if you ran them together, it would run concurrently with the events of Revenge of the Sith. Hmm. Okay. Huh. I'm just looking to see where I am with everything. I watched this the um Order 66 uh story arc oh, back when watched... it was about to go off of Netflix. Oh, the one where the guy uncovers the chip in their heads. Yeah, the biological chip. Good, yes. That was from season 6. I'm halfway through season 3. Um which is the mist? is the episode I'm currently in. I don't even remember the last time I watched it. Yeah. Yeah, they're looking for Dooku's new apprentice. Mm. So I've got that, and then season four is how many episodes? They're all roughly 20 until you get to season six, which only has 13, and then I think season seven has like 10. Yeah, it has 13. And then uh, when is... Is it season six? Hold on. Or is it season seven when Ahsoka leaves the order? That's season five. That's season five. All right. Season. Do we see seven. her again after that? Season seven. She comes back in season seven. And it's the Siege of Mandalore arc, which leads into Revenge of the Sith. So she, she's basically in the last half of season seven. I'll say this. You don't need to watch the middle ones where she's running around in the, um, in the underworld very much. Yeah. Because for the most part, it doesn't, doesn't really do much. It, it didn't do much for me. If you're trying to catch up speed style... Watch where she leaves the order, and then watch the Bad Batch arc, and then watch where she comes back in season seven. 
Uh, gotcha. And then that's probably 10 episodes. And then okay. You can, then you will be able to watch the episodes of The Bad Batch, which of course includes the voice work of Ming-Na Wen as Shand. <laughs> did she come in after her, her Mando appearance? She did. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I, okay. I got to figure it out. I'll figure it out. There's too much to watch. There is. But never turn down the chance to uh, watch Clone Wars. <laughs> well, I got to see the introduction of the Darksaber, wielded by John Favreau, no less. So that was an interesting deal. Oh, yeah. But, all right, then. Well, I think we've talked enough about Star Wars in a She-Hulk-centric episode. <laughs> I can't wait for episode two of She-Hulk coming this Thursday. Well, you don't have long to wait. So, guys, until then, DT, anything else to add before I take us out? No. I look forward to uh, the next time we chat. I look forward to all the next uh, shows we watch. And, ooh, I look forward to more beer. <laughs> On that note, everyone... You guys keep dreaming. We'll keep working. So long, everybody. And we'll see you on the high ground. Those Sci-Fi Guys is an independent broadcast by Alphasite Productions, produced by DT Cavman and PS McKay. Music courtesy of Kevin Cloud at Incompetech.com. For more information on upcoming episodes, follow P.S. McKay on Twitter at P.S. McKay, or go to thosesci-fi-guys.com for past episode information. <laughs>